And a very good morning to uh, Hills. It's a leap day. Oh, what is it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm not sure what it means, but it's a leap day. Well, for example, if I'm 60, I'd really be 15. <laughs> is that how it works, is it? Well, I think so. <laughs> you don't have a birthday three and four. Mm. Good yeah. morning, all. It's Breakfast with Pat and Hills. On this Thursday, uh, we'd love you to join us on our open line, 13 13 55. Text line is 0467 736 736. Might be a bit busy today because we're, we've got plenty of rugby league. We're going to have a chat to Webby, uh, Shane Webke. Uh, he's, he's one of the few that isn't in Vegas, but he'll cast his eye over these four big teams that are uh, you know, going to be playing over in Vegas and we'll get our first look at the real deal competition. Andrew Voss is in Vegas. Yes. He's going to join us uh, as well. At some stage during the morning, mm-hmm. uh, so we've got uh, we've got lots coming up. We're going to be right Alyssa. Is Alyssa in Vegas too? I think they've flown. She's been with the Bronx in California. I think they've uh, I think they have now flown to Vegas. Okay. Yes. So we'll... I mean the, the heavies are there. We've seen uh, Mrs. Abdo and Volandis arrive mm. with all the fans and Sam the and Carl and the trophy. Uh, so that is all in Vegas. That part of it is all in Vegas. Whether the Bronx are have arrived just yet, I don't know. And the other exciting thing, the test starts a little later on. We're going to get you to preview that. Just cast your eye over uh, how you think mm. New Zealand are going to finally break this hoodoo. They haven't won in ages. Yeah, they're not going to win. <laughs> well, hang on a minute. We said that about the West Indies <laughs> at the Gabba too, didn't we? If anyone tipped the West Indies to beat Australia at the Gabba, oh, I'll, I'll be very surprised. <laughs> yeah, don't make any outlandish <laughs> statements. Um, yeah, but uh, are we talking to Alyssa over there? I think we're going to catch up. Yes, I'm getting the thumbs up. We're going to catch yeah. up with Alyssa. So, uh, uh, yeah, we, we've got rugby league covered wall to wall this morning, and we'd love you to be part of it. Uh, we're brought to you by Burbank Homes. They are the builders you can trust. You can bank on Burbank Homes in Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona N-Line. I'm jumping into a Hyundai a little later on today. today. Mm-hmm. Good boy, good man, good man. But I don't think it's I don't think will it's you, the will Kona. You, will you press your right foot down? Well, or are you just going to jump in it? Well, I don't know. I've got I've got a full education later this morning out in Hyundai's headquarters, mm-hmm. and uh, they're going to throw me in for one for a couple of days, and I'll have a look at it. There, there might be technology involved, Paddy. So could you please listen? <laughs> well, the good part of it is, Michael, I was talking to yesterday. He said that uh, his sales boss has been driving this particular car for a while. Yes. So he knows it backwards. He said he'll be able to give you chapter and verse. Mm-hmm. I said, I do need chapter and verse. And is it electric? Yes. So when oh, you get anxious... Who are you going to argue about, Matty? Don't be so impressed. surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I'm actually leaping forward into the 21st century. <laughs> it's just uh, compared to the, the other vehicle you're looking at. An electric vehicle is quite different, I feel. <laughs> and yes, it is. So it's like a golf buggy, right? Mm. And yeah. you know what clubs do with golf buggies every mm. night? What? Charge them. Charge them, right? Mm. So when you get a little bit anxious about how many Ks you've done... Mm. And you have to find a charger. Where is your charger going to be? Uh, there's one in the Southland car park. Yes. And in public. In the public? Yes. You'll have to go in there. And do you pay for that? Yes. So you get your own petrol. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad, eh? Get your own petrol <laughs> overnight. It's now, so find out how how fast is mm. your charger. How fast is your charger and how your battery, what your battery can cope with. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll get all that this morning. All right. 
Now, oh, tomorrow you better have you better have the answers tomorrow, <laughs> mate. Now, as you uh, you well know to our regular listeners, that uh, Jack yesterday advised Tony Gustafson after taking a three nil lead <laughs> in Tashkent. He said, "Tony, my boy, Olympic qualification hinges on what you do at Marvel Stadium tonight." A Melbourne record crowd of fifty two thousand showed up. It was their twelfth straight sellout. And they weren't eager to take Jack's advice. They would like to have seen a couple of goals. So this happened after about 30 seconds. Australia's favourite team, the Matildas, get us underway in Melbourne. They hold a 3-0 advantage from the first leg in Tashkent. Now to finish the job in front of another vibrant, passionate and noisy home crowd. A sellout, Grace Gill, for the 12th time in a row for the Matildas. Looking to book their place in Paris 2024. And before we bring you in, Grace, it's a first attack for the green and gold into the feet of Heyman. And now the opportunity. Torpy's cross deflected. And it's in the back of the net. It's the perfect start. 35 seconds on the clock. And already Marvel Stadium erupts. So that was in real time. That was yeah, from, right. that was from the, yeah. that was the lot. Thirty-five <laughs> seconds apparently it took. It was one nil. Uh, they went on to do a Nadia common each and got the perfect ten. And uh, yeah, so uh, an aggregate of thirteen nil. Uh, this was after their disjointed effort in Tashkent. Uh, as I said, twelfth straight sellout in Australia. Biggest Melbourne crowd, fifty-four thousand one hundred and twenty. Marvel Stadium uh, surface was pretty good after the pink concerts. And, of course, here's the biggest story of this whole home and away series that seals our spot in Paris is the 35-year-old striker, Michelle Homan. Uh, she had a hat-trick uh, across 16 minutes, finished with four in the first half. And, uh, I mean, I know it's the greatest cliche of all time, but this is, uh, this is dream come true stuff for Michelle Homan. Emotional. It's been a very emotional roller coaster. Um, I've been pushing so hard to try and get back into this squad. And as soon as I got the email to say that you're back in, I'll, I'm not letting it go. I'm going to do everything that I can, work as hard as possible, and bring, you know, that positive energy that I can bring into a team. Um, so that's what I've been trying my hardest to do. I don't think I really actually have to try. Sorry. It's just like <laughs> that's just my energy. It's just who I am as a person. And when I'm feeling as happy as I am, um, my football just. It flows and it just, you know, I become one with the game. I'm lucky enough that, you know, I've spent so many years within this team prior that I know the girls and I know how they play and I know the system and I've been watching so much in the last, you know, four to five years that I haven't been playing for the Matildas. So I've done my research and I know what I need to do to try and um, secure a spot in this team and I've just been, you know, pushing myself as hard as I can to show people, well, show myself that I'm capable. So it's just been a wonderful journey to be able to get out there and do what I do best and that score goals. So feeling very happy and it was, you know, super nice to do it in Australia in front of an incredible crowd. My family was there, my mum and my partner and all my friends from high school. So it was just a really sweet moment um, to be able to, you know, score a four. <laughs> just wild. Um, I think that's the most I've ever scored in a game for Australia. So to come back and do it, you know, after a big rest has just been an incredible and an emotional um, journey. Oh, so it was a rest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought so long out, uh, she was, you know, resigned to being finished, you know, yeah. but for her to still be trying and be so thorough in a preparation, top goal scorer for Canberra and in, in the uh, W League, br- brilliant performance. Oh, she, 
how clever was she to follow Claire Hunt up? Mm. Remember, in, like one of the early goals, maybe the third, Claire Hunt had an open goal, missed it, went between her legs, and That's there right, was yeah. Michelle just bang, I'll take that. Thank yeah. you. And double hat trick. So obviously, we don't have Sam Kerr, but Heyman, the, the, the veteran striker, she's reveled since the first start. First start since 2018, the first gold since, uh, for Australia since uh, the Rio Olympics in 2016. So I think in Tashkent it was 1,900-something days. Um, yeah, it's mm. just it's a fabulous story. She's 35. So you, Sam Kerr's just kept her out. Is that right? Well, why, yeah. why should such a great goal scorer in Clubland not be in the mm. Matildas, I wonder? Yeah. The, the problem now for Tony Gustafsson, of course, is that... Uh, this squad under Olympic rules has to be cut from 23 to 18. I don't want to think about that tonight because I get so stressed about it. I don't want to cut any one of these amazing players and human beings. So I park that for tonight and pick it up later in April or May when I, I start to have to do the selection. Today, I just enjoy this night with the girls and the staff. Oh, he'd like a couple of ACLs. Oh, you know, no, things that so. things that make his selection process mm. automatic, n- not so not so uh, confusing and emotional. Yeah, I read I read some of the, the the scribes who know who follow the game and say, mm. hey, we, we know, we're genuine contenders now. So I know we finished fourth World Cup, fourth Olympics, um, but the qualifiers so far are the world champs Spain and the Olympic champs Canada. Then you've got France, US, Brazil, Colombia, Japan, and New Zealand. Either Germany or the Netherlands will join that group and two African nations. There's no Team GB or Sweden. They fail to qualify. So from what I can read from the, the, the footy journos that follow it and uh, are knowledgeable on it, they're saying we're genuine contenders, genuine contenders for a medal this time. And it's not a bad 12, is it? it, it while you're missing GB, for example, the 12 there is still pretty big. Oh, Sweden, oh. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's still plenty to beat, though. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, hopefully they can just keep that athleticism going, skill levels. Their crosses in Mary Fowler on the left wing, yeah. like v- very accurate. They weren't even that accurate in the World Cup. So um, it was against that opposition and she had a fair bit of space to work in d- down the left there. But, gee, she hit the head of, you know, whether it be Caitlin Ford or whether it be Michelle Heyman very, very well. Yeah, it was brilliant. The... the- the coach, he was just delighted. He just said, I'm trying to take all this in. It's what they achieved last night. First of all, how special of a group is this? These players, these staff, the family there in the stands, the fans. I'm just so privileged to be a part of it. We said, let's feed off of the energy from the stands now. We know we're good when we play with high energy, run a lot, attack a lot, press a lot, and we did that today. And also the finishing was clinical. That wasn't that good in the last game. Hmm. Yeah, their reserves are forcing their way in too. They're having great games. They're, yeah. they're, the environment is now so good and he's so trusting in all his reserves, which people criticised him for not doing as well as he maybe could have in the World Cup, putting his reserves on with nine minutes to go rather than 15. Um, uh, it's all happening now and they're on track. Hmm. Uh, we've got T-shirts a couple... look good too, didn't they? <laughs> hey? Yes, they did actually. We've qualified. <laughs> We're off to Paris. Our Suncorp Home Resilience Open Line, 13 13 55. You can join us. We'd love you to. Or the text line, 0467 736 736. Oscar from the Valley. I've heard a rumour that Pat has booked out Queensland Raceway the Savo after he picks up the new Hyundai. No, Oscar, that is not the case. And we don't need Hyundai to be listening to uh, false rumours like that. I'll be driving very, very conservatively, as I do. 
around the town. Um, lots happening today, as I said. Webby's going to join us, Shane Webke, talk about all things Vegas, and Andrew Voss and Alyssa Smith, uh, they are over there. They're part of the big, big media contingent <laughs> that have got their trip to Vegas <laughs> and uh, crowing from the rooftops about it as well, they all are. But we'll chat to them as it really heats up. Sunday afternoon, of course, we get to this double header in Vegas and uh, it, it's it's probably the most hyped opening to a league season that we've seen in ever, probably. And you think there's been a lot of promotion done uh, all through the week, you know, visits to, you know, hospitals and junior clubs and et cetera and lots of, lots of different digital promotions. It's going to ramp up now, isn't it? Mm. When all four of them land in Vegas, they've got promotional work to do uh, on top of their training and touch-ups. You know? Yeah, well, so, the, the, pretty much the training has been done. I mean, they'll have their, their captain's run. Well, on... you, you've got to get on the stadium, haven't you? You yeah, yeah, feel be... the surface and do a little yeah, yeah. bit of a run through and captain's run and all that sort of stuff. Well, that's the thing because of the smaller dimensions. Yeah, I know. Yeah. How's the short dropouts going to go? You better go straight down the middle. <laughs> Look, uh, we're going to hear it all uh, we, and we'll be right across it right the way through the show this morning. It's coming up to 6.17. Vanessa's in the studio with us. Morning. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Well, there is a bit of an asbestos scare around the southeast at the moment with a uh, potentially contaminated material located at an Ipswich site. Now, that site has then supplied this potentially contaminated mulch to 16 landscaping businesses who've then obviously on-sold it. So there have been a number of sites uh, being tested that have been identified as having this uh, compost. That includes St Aidan's Anglican Girls' School at Corinda, the Everly Dog Park at Greenbank. So, look, officials are on quite high alert because this has just also played out in Sydney in a very separate incident, but that's seen some schools shut down for a mm. couple of weeks. It's seen many public sites and areas, playgrounds, general, you know, public areas cordoned off, shut down, you know, lasting for several weeks, if not months. So I think that's why authorities are on quite high alert here. But they are saying at the moment the risk factor is quite low because the fibres that were detected are only very tiny, uh, but they are just taking all the precautions needed. Now, if you feel like the temperatures have been pretty uncomfortably hot, especially at night these past few weeks, you are not alone. I know I've been complaining about this quite a lot to anybody who will listen. Mm -hmm. And it's we've been vindicated because we are set to break the record for the longest stretch of hot nights in Brisbane. Our overnight temperature has not dropped below 20 degrees this year. So we have definitely had quite a stretch of that high temperatures and humidity. So 59 consecutive nights as of yesterday. So if that continues, we will break the record. Uh, The last time we went longer than 59 nights above 20 degrees was 1978. It's due to warm ocean temperatures at the moment and humidity levels. And they talk about that dew point where, you know, you just cannot escape that heat. So were they they keeping those records in 78? Well, they apparently were. Temperatures? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's just that that stretch. I think we've got a few more up us too. 
Yeah. Uh, I listen to the weather report. It's next couple still of days. It's still going to be big. Well, look, last day of summer today, 61. isn't it? 61. Come so. on, let's go for the record. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think we will. I think we will. Now, today, of course, a very special and unique day, the 29th Ooh. of February. It's a leap year, so this day only comes around every four years. A few of the traditions, uh, one that started in Ireland was, of course, that women were encouraged to propose to their partners, which was quite a switch in roles. Maybe that's not as unusual today uh-huh. as it as it was back in the day. Um, in some countries, Leap Day is also very popular for weddings. Um, of course, it's just a, it's a um, earth rotating kind of thing. It keeps our calendar in sync so that we're not kind of getting um, our seasons and our calendars out oh, over I, a long period of time. I wondered that. Um, now, obviously, it's a very rare birthday. They're called leaplings, babies leaplings, born okay. on the 29th of See, February. I love this. You're educating me. Who <laughs> many do then on the other years celebrate on the 1st of March. Oh, um, but oh, there is soft. actually a, go without it. <laughs> a Norwegian family who hold the official uh, Guinness Book of Records record for the most number of children born in one family on a leap day. So they had... A, let me just find this, a daughter born in 1960 on the 29th of February, a son born on, in 1964 on the 29th of February, and another in 1968 three. on the 29th of February. Oh, once is extremely rare, but for it to happen three times in one family. And I reckon those three kids brought in the rule we can celebrate our birthday on the 1st of March. I'm sure they would, yeah. yes. <laughs> Otherwise the family's hardly any but birthday I think presents. for three siblings born on the same day, you'd want to choose different days so you get mm. your day. Yep. Mm. Exactly. Right. What about, the, so you said weddings are popular. Mm. See, yeah. that would be devised by blokes. Yes. Yeah. Then they have no reason to forget the anniversary. Yeah. I mean, if you if you mucked up that anniversary, you're in big trouble. Exactly. Almost grounds for DIV or RCE, and I think. If he forgets <laughs> and gets in trouble, he can say, oh, well, it's not our anniversary. <laughs> you know, he only has to remember once every four years. I think I'd be worse. Mm. I, th- I think I'd be worse, you know. What, what's the year? 2025? Uh, yeah, <laughs> too much. Yeah, but yes, you also remember the leap year because it falls on the same year as the Olympics and the US <laughs> presidential election as well. Right. Those are every four-year events in a leap year. Well, that's a, a brilliant sum up. Thank you, Vanessa. It's 6.22.